From Jerusalem, this is Baruch Gartner with the Living Aligned Podcast. Teachings from the Hasidic Masters, providing the tools you need to live with greater vitality, connection, and joy. Let's get practical. How does one fulfill this all-inclusive mitzvah of loving another like yourself? It's big. It's important. It's a klau gadol, the whole entire Torah. So today, once again, I want to go to the source, the Talmud, the famous story of Hillel and the prospective convert. But before we get into the story, let's just summarize, because hinted in what we already learned is the key to what we're about to see today. According to the Balatanya in chapter 32, the way you view yourself will greatly affect the way you view others. If you're focused on your negative side, you'll be a very unhappy camper. This causes disdain. Some call it hating the world. And we said that why is baseless hatred so destructive? Because it's the root of all transgression. It's 24-7, tummied, always. It's the exact opposite of the base of Mikdash. And on the other hand, if we focus on our good, our godliness, our soul, even if we aren't 100%, we'll have compassion on ourselves and others. This is the major foundation of the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, and we find it in countless places in the writings of his students. For example, the Morinaim and Parshas Chukas. Somebody that sees negativity in another, it's like looking in a mirror. If his face is dirty, he'll see dirt in the face in the mirror. And he brings our verse, Vahavta. What's it mean, Kimocha, like you? Just like you wouldn't hate yourself, you wouldn't hate another. I guess in the times of the Baal Shem Tov, people at least love themselves. This idea of projection, that what you feel in your heart is what you put out into the world, is in this week's Parsha, Dvarim. Baruch Hashem, right before Tisha B'Av, all of us are on one page finally. At the end of the first chapter in Sefer Dvarim, Moshe recounts the story of the spies and the response of the Jewish people. And you spoke Lashin Nahara in your tents, and you said, because of Hashem's hatred for us, did he take us out of the land of Egypt. What does Rashi say? He loved you, but you hated him. As the popular saying says, that which is in your heart about your friend is what you think in your heart about you. Wow. So let's go to the Gemara and Shabbos 31a, the famous story of Hillel. After getting a bump on his head from Shammai, a prospective convert came to Hillel with the following proposition. Convert me on the condition that you teach me the entire Torah while I'm standing on one foot. Hillel converted him and he said to him what the world calls the golden rule. That which you dislike, don't do to another. This is the entire Torah and the rest is just an explanation. Go and study. What's really happening in this encounter? Who is this potential convert? What if I'm already Jewish? Why did he ask him to teach the whole Torah on one foot? What does that mean? Why did Shammai hit him over the head? And everyone agrees that what Hillel is teaching is our verse, Vahavta, and you shall love your brother like yourself. Why did Hillel choose to teach in the negative? And why did he include the feelings of the person? What you dislike. And what did he mean to say, go and learn Torah? And who is this beloved? The Kli Yakar. When our verse, Vahavta, you shall love, 
In Vayikra, chapter 19, verse 18, gives us a way to understand many of the answers to these questions. The reason this prospective convert wanted to understand the Torah on one foot was because he was a newcomer. He wanted an easy way to enter into the world of Torah. One mitzvah that sums it all up. A portal to the Torah, a door to rise up out of the exile of the soul, to transcend being self-centered, living in the world of separation. Shammai, according to Kabbalah, is coming from the side of strict justice. He was a huge Torah scholar that toiled day and night to perceive the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. It was ludicrous to try and sum up the Torah in one mitzvah. But Hillel, in his humility and loving kindness, lowered himself down in order to connect with this person out of his compassion for the exiled soul. For no matter who we are, at birth we're born unconscious. And that means we're in exile. And because we lack wisdom, because we're unconscious, even though we look like we're created in the image of God, but we're more like an ox bumping into people and stepping on toes. Shammai looks at such a person and bops him over the head. And Hillel, in his humility and loving kindness, has compassion on the exiled Neshamala. Hillel first tells him to get clarity on what he dislikes. That's the nature of a human being to easily get ticked off. Everyone knows what it feels like when somebody steps on their toes. He could relate to that. That's our starting point, recognizing what hurts me. Only then can I understand what hurts another person. And that's also why he puts him in the formula and uses the negative instead of love. Self-knowledge is a prerequisite to being able to make the quantum leap to really connect with another human being. Lack of clarity in this area is often what makes a person feel unfulfilled, unhappy, and project our negativity out into the world. You can't succeed if you don't have a target. And often, when we put our head on the pillow, we can't actually say that our day was fulfilling. This is exactly what we said earlier. If you lack clarity inside about what you like and dislike, that's going to greatly affect your relationship with the rest of the world. And even at the level of a great sage like Shammai, his strict approach to himself was projected out onto the prospective convert, which ended in a bop over the head. And don't get me wrong, we love all rabbis, and especially Shammai. But in the continuation of the Gemara, basically it says what I said, just in different words. So practically speaking, the first step is to recognize that I'm in exile and try and connect with somebody that has wisdom, das, that can help emancipate me. The second thing we learn from this story is not to be discouraged, even by rabbis who are coming from the side of strict justice. Persevere and find someone with wisdom and compassion. The third thing is to get clarity on what you like and don't like, and immediately stop doing it to other people. Okay, now, who's this beloved? Who's the person I'm supposed to love? Now we're really going to get practical. This is serious work. This is not easy. One needs to find a partner, and the best place to start is at home with your spouse. And there's even a hint to this from the Talmud itself. 
The verse in Yeshua Love is mentioned a handful of times in the Talmud, and several of them have to do with a husband and wife. First, self-knowledge. Make a priority list of your top likes and dislikes and write it down. Otherwise, it's a gray area and it's not clear. And then you have to learn how to communicate. And that's not easy. This is the portal to connecting yourself with the rest of the world. And the best place to begin is at home. Baruch Hashem, me and my wife are already using this on our marriage and to help other couples. And it works. And with Hashem's help, we'll see next time another explanation of who that beloved is. And finally, why did Hillel tell him to go learn Torah? A person that truly wants to elevate his soul from exile is constantly learning Torah. For the Torah is Meshivas Nefesh. It returns the soul. It elevates the soul. Daily uncovering new ways to expand our consciousness, refining our behavior, and connecting on a more profound level with humanity. The mitzvah of you shall love is like a ladder that begins on the ground and reaches to the high heavens. In the beginning, it starts with not damaging people. But the Rambam and Hilchus Des explain that really on a higher level, it has to do with giving, loving. This mitzvah is infinite. It begins on the ground with not stepping on people's toes. But the very top of the ladder is the redemption itself. Unity, love, and compassion. And finally, the student is elevated to the level of the sage. Be like Hillel. For the greatest gift you can do for anybody is to shine into him. Das. The wisdom of unity, the wisdom of connection. And then there'll be great mercy and compassion in the world. And it will arouse the mercy of Hashem. And then the verses from Isaiah will come about. There won't be strife or division on my holy mountain, for the world will be full of the wisdom of Hashem, like the waters of the sea. And I will bring you to my holy mountain, and there you will rejoice in my house, for my house will be a house of prayer for all of the nations. Amen. Always stay connected and subscribe now to the Living Align Podcast.